How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Uh, the Mississippi-Louisiana line probably getting some of the worst of it, but it's moving out of Bogalusa and headed on towards Purvis and up towards Hattiesburg and eventually Laurel. There is a little bit more lighter stuff along Bayou Lavatry, Biloxi Gulf Coast, and some of that may catch the tip of the Florida panhandle. At any rate, it's kind of moving along and uh, looking back to where it came from to the west, uh, Texas state line. Don't see a whole lot back there, but that doesn't mean storms couldn't pop up in the middle of the day. Uh, there's another line that's uh, maybe going to clip the tip of Louisiana up near Shreveport. But for the most part, most of the bad stuff looks like it is moving out at least for a while. Give us a chance to get out. Well, you do have squirrel season if you're a hunter. This May squirrel season, uh, I don't know. I don't think it's going over as big as people thought it would when they put it in. It uh, allows three squirrels uh, per day per hunter, and it's open now through uh, May 26th. But I just have not been able to find a lot of people who get out and uh, have successful squirrel hunting trips. Generally, May gets pretty hot, and you get the ticks and the bugs and stuff out there. But if you're a squirrel hunter uh, and you hunt during this May special season, I'd like to hear from you. You can text us a message at 870-870. Tell me where you go, what you like about it, and how successful you've been. Well, we are going to make history in Louisiana. The, for the second time this year, the Bonacari Spillway will be reopened to reduce pressure uh, from the Mississippi River flowing southward. Uh, we'll talk to some of our field reporters. We thought we were going to get away with what we got until then in terms of freshwater inundating our brackish marshes, but it's got a lot more to come. And we'll talk about the potential impact to the summer fishing. Alabama listeners, oh, have I got some stuff for you guys and girls. I don't know if you heard about this yet, but there's big news for deer hunters and also speckled trout and flounder anglers in Alabama. I'm going to run down, dedicate a special uh, segment of the program to that. They also have a very popular boat ramp along the coast that's going to be closed temporarily, and I'll tell you about that. we got live fishing reports, outdoor calendar. One program note, we're going to be doing this program live down in the parish, they call it, St. Bernard, down at the Delacroix Fishing Pier on June 1st. We're about three weeks away. Got a big seafood party going on there. I invite you to come by, bring your ice chest, and get some fresh seafood right off the boat on the docks. All right, we also have for your listening pleasure this morning, yes, another bad boy, the outdoors. This time, the case of a creepy crab. We'll tell you his story. And our radio photo on my website, DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com, this week, uh, tells you how to get a free booklet uh, talking about how to hunt and fish and still have a happy marriage. Great little booklet. The author is offering it free. If you go to my site, look at the radio photo, and the email address is there to place your order and get it sent to you free, absolutely free of charge, while they last. We're also going to preview Bayou Wild TV. We've got a show coming up this weekend. All through next week, we'll tell you some of the features on that. And a little bit later on, doing more outdoors, immediately following this program, U.S. Coast Guard, Recreational Boating Safety Program Manager Paul Barnard's going to join us. they got a big event coming up next week in honor of National Safe Boating Week. A lot of things there for you to participate in. We're also going to talk to the directors 
It's rodeo fishing time in South Louisiana. Robbie Rabb, the Italian-American rodeo director, and Bob Savan, the director of the Grand Isle Speckle Trout Rodeo, will join us. We've got text messages for you to send to us at 870-870. Share with our audience. And the Coastal Marine forecast looks like this. 80% chance of rain. Maybe we already got the 80%. Maybe the 20% is going to be rain-free for the latter part of the day. Offshore, you're looking at south winds 10 to 15, 3 to 5 foot seas. Inside, southwest winds 10 to 15 with a light chop. Uh, tide pretty strong, foot and a half tidal range. Uh, be aware, though, that those wind and seas figures I gave out, that can change if you're in the middle of one of those storms. And the only ones I see offshore right now, uh, Breton Sound moving out. Everything south of Grand Isle, south of, uh, of Venice, all that looks pretty good. There's some cloud cover there and a little patches of isolated rain, but not too bad. All right, we'll be right back after this and start those fishing reports. Robbie Campo, he's in Shell Beach, going to tell us about some rocky weather that I think has pretty much rolled through that area and moving to the east, leaving us with something to work with this weekend. It's Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all you moms. And we're back right after this. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And let's uh, take a little trip down to Shell Beach down in St. Bernard Parish. Say good morning to Robbie Campo at Campo's Marina. Robbie, first thing people want to know is the weather situation they're going to be able to take mom fishing this weekend what did it look like uh <laughs> you know what don i don't i don't know if it's going to happen today not unless mom wants to get wet um <laughs> yeah, i mean it is coming down buddy uh from my house in miro all the way here man it was a 20 mile an hour drive um you come down here you couldn't hardly see one heck of a light show though this light and it's flashing everywhere Hopping everywhere. I'm standing underneath my uh, my overhang here by the body side, and it, I mean it is dumping, man. It's coming down pretty good. Um, but get to the fishing reports for the past week. The trout have not been biting as good as I would like to see them for this time of the year. Um, I caught a few trout one day uh, this past week, um, but. The bright side of this was they did catch some trout in the lake here, right, by the, uh, by the old fort and by the old pilings and by the Navy base. So that was that was encouraging, but I don't know how long that's going to last with this uh, new spillway opening that we got yesterday. I know it needs to be done, and I'd rather have it in Lake Pontchartrain and in, in my house. So, um, you know, we know, we know that needs to happen. So, um, But what's it going to do to the fishing on the next for the next month here is, you know, just that's a wait-and-see game. Um, bait has been really, really hard to come by. It just started getting better. Um, <laughs> we have some, so, look, if you want to come down here and try it today, you know, we got TBF uh, Shellmet Refinery's uh, 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 annual rodeo, the second annual rodeo today, so, but if you want to come and try it, Make a left at the bridge and come and see us. You know, I, <laughs> I really don't know what to say, if, you know, other than, you know, if you really want to brave it, you know. Uh-oh, I think we may have lost Robbie <laughs> in the weather. I'm looking at it, and, yeah, the tip of it is sitting over him, but I, I think it's moving to the east, and if you're going to go fishing down in that area, uh, Shell Beach, Hopedale, Delacroix, you need to check the radar and make sure it's moved out of there. Uh, I can hear the rain, Robbie, coming down on you over there, buddy. It's uh, 
But it looks like it's moving out, and I think if people keep an eye on the radar, uh, they might be able to sneak a little trip in by late this afternoon, maybe make an afternoon trip, and, of course, tomorrow's another whole day. Um, as far as the bait goes, you know, I think what probably people are going to have to do for this for the next few months with this spillway being open is <clears throat> maybe get off the trout kick, you know, and for this year or for this summer. And, and go to the redfish and the sheephead and the drum and maybe some flounder. And you don't need live bait for those guys. Sometimes you're better with dead bait. No. Well, I, and that is true, Don. And, um, you know, and that's what a, a bunch of our guides have been doing. Um, they've been, you know, because trout has just been, it's been tough, man. Uh, and it's not consistent. You know, you get them one day and then next day they're not there in the same spot you called them the day before. So it's, um, you know, it's, it's a touch and go thing, you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, but, you know, redfish, I mean, the redfish, bit, they, they caught redfish all this week. So, uh, I mean, that, that wasn't a problem. And, look, and then you get redfish from the top of the Biloxi Marsh all the way to Point Lahash. So, I mean, you know, you know redfish is redfish kind of easy to do. So, um, yeah, that's an option. I mean, that's definitely an option if you want to, you know, because I think this summer for trout is going to be tough. I really do. But, hey, never know. Things can turn around and go in a whole different direction. You know what I mean? So, uh, but that's just, like I said, it's just going to be a wait-and-see game, you know, with the spillway opening. And uh, hopefully this river will come down, man. It's just this river has been, you know, you know, all the form country flooded still up, up north. So that's all got to come this way. You know, we're at the bottom. So, I mean, like I said, I'd rather have it in Lake Pontchartrain and have it in our house. So, you know, because we all live along this river. We all, you know, we're all prone. If anything happens, I mean, it, it, and it can happen. So, just, um, but I'd rather have it in Lake Pontchartrain. You know, that's the way I look at it. I'm with you 100% on that, Robbie. But I, I think, you know, if people just uh, set their sights on those bottom feeders, and look, there's nothing wrong with, with sheephead as far as a, a, a table fish, oh. man. They're every bit as good to me as a, as a speckled trout, you know. They don't look as pretty. They got the big teeth and the stripes <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. But that's a great fish. It really is. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, well, uh, <clears throat> like I say, Don, hopefully next week I can have a better report for you. So, uh, I don't know. Make a left at the bridge, and you want to brave it? Come on down and see us. We'll be glad to help you out. All right. Good year there, Robbie. We can count on you, man, no matter what the weather. Yep, we sure can. <laughs> well, we'll see you next right, week. Guys. Hopefully it is right, better. Talk to you Thank next you. week. All right. All right, Don. Bye-bye. Uh, there he goes. He's trying to talk over the rain. I can hear it on the rooftop down there. All right, coming back after this, uh, we're going to check in with Captain Tofield Bourgeois. He is on the opposite side of the river, and it looks like it's a dramatically different weather picture there from where we were talking to Robbie. We'll get his report, both fishing and weather-wise. The Louisiana Man is next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And on this rainy Saturday morning, I want to thank Damon and Justin and Seth for their text message, particularly Seth on that squirrel take on the May season. We'll get to those texts in just a minute. But right now, we got Tofield Bourgeois, Capitan, standing by. And Tofield, boy, that was some rocking and rolling came through during the night over there in Lafitte. Is it gone out of there yet? Yeah, man, it done passed by. It was, uh, I was kind of hoping it was sitting here for a little bit to make me feel better for canceling two planes this morning because it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's passed up already. Man. Well, if so, you look uh, at where you'd be going, uh, you, you'd have canceled anyway, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, but it's, I mean, we got all day, you know, so the, the problem is that people come That's in from true. Houston, 
they want you to be a meteorologist and, and pre-plan a day. I don't want to fly in if I might get wet. I'm going to go. I said, that's Louisiana. This is what you got. You know, it's going to rain. You know, but when it's a line like yesterday, yesterday was a beast. We fished. Uh, I didn't take the plane yesterday. We canceled. I actually went fish some bass. Me and <laughs> me and TJ went to take a ride out there and caught a few bass before the weather hit. But if I don't have an out to come back, I kind of can't go. So yesterday was that big hard line. You know, some hard weather come through here. It was blowing pretty good. I couldn't. I couldn't even see Higgins Seafood Dock across the bayou because it was raining so hard, man. But you know, forty minutes gone. It was nice and clear. So, I mean, that's Louisiana, but from about, I don't know, 2 o'clock this morning to probably 3.30 or so, to, I had the chihuahua howling. She was barking at the <laughs> lightning and stuff. Ginger, I told her, man, get up early, let's go fishing. She was, that dog kept me all up all night with the lightning and the howling. I was oh, man, I ain't heard that. I've seen the flash a few times. I'd rather get my little three hours of sleep. Rain or, rain or shine, I got to get it when I can, you know. So, uh, I didn't lose I didn't lose my little sleep I get, so. Overall, because it's just, um, you know, weather's here Saturday morning. Uh, the, on our side, like where we're at now, it looks good. I got a little light drizzle right now. We actually, uh, I'm going to take uh, Cooney and uh, a little Tofi. We'll go out there and do a little bass fishing again because, uh, no doubt, you know, the weather's passed. Can't go fly. Planes are sitting. Hurting my heart, man, because I know, uh, you know, in a few hours, this stuff will be going. I could come on the backside of it and still fish, but, you know, I was hoping that Martha was with you today if I could get on her about the meteorologist report. You know, <laughs> oh, she's, better she's, yeah, she's probably she's probably doing her meteorologist thing this morning. She's oh, trying to get oh, off this morning. I haven't heard from oh, her. Boy. I know they got turned yeah. around yesterday. She said they got about 10 miles out, and they said, uh-uh, Ooh. they turned around and came back 10 in. 10 miles so out. Hopefully wow. they got a little lighter winds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a little crazy, man. With the tides up, and as y'all know, the spillway reopened again. So, uh, you know, so we got, you know, high tides, got a lot of, say, not a lot of salinity out there. So this could be a tough year for speckled trout out in Chandelier Sound and Breton Sound. And, you know, a few spotty, catching a few trout. Like, luckily, you got a lot of redfish around. So I was able to, to compensate for, like, a trout with enough redfish to make uh, make some great trips through the week. So I fish just about every day. So uh, still catch a few nice trout out there, Don. So, I mean, it's just you got to earn them, man. Every time I get out the plane, I taste it. Taste the water, man. So I, I got the salinity tongue taste test happening. I don't know what the I don't know what the true ratings are, but I guess I'll invest in the actual meter to see where I'm at because I'm I'm in from Timberlier to the mouth of the river, the Chandler from Breton to Chandler. Just every time I get in the water, I taste taste it. Taste it's like you know when you're in Florida with you know see so a true saltwater salinity, it goes in your mouth, your eyes, you spitting it out because it's just so strong. Out there, it's, it's just a little sweet with a touch of salt. You know, so it's <laughs> not high, man. So it's yeah. not high at all. But uh, you know, like I said, the islands are going to be what it's going to be. You know, Lake Lake Pontchartrain, all guys up there. You know, it's coming at you again. So you know, here we go. It's going to be a, it's going to be a crazy year. So from shrimping to oyster fishermen, yeah, we're going to see how it's going to impact two times that spillway hitting us like that. But let's talk about inside. So the bass are pretty good right now, man. So throwing some crankbait, catching some a lot of them green trout, which is basically called. Uh, some french fries we call that dinner so uh, we did release a couple uh a three and a four pound yesterday bass we released so they got some big girls out there uh they're not they have no eggs the ones that that i released just big old fat girls sacks empty already so it's a good thing but still let them go in fact the the, the one the bigger tr- uh, bass that we caught had some lip marks so someone else was courteous courteous enough to catch her and put her back in so uh practice catch and release your big fish like with the, with the trout same thing as year. i released some sixes some 
seven and a half, bunch of fives. So I've been trying to do a little deal. If it's over four pounds on speckled trout, if she's not hooked bad, let them go. You know, especially if she's her girth is full of eggs. You know, so we we let a couple go this week uh, that was definitely fat and plump. But uh, it's not really good, man. It's great for pitching. But if if y'all feel a big trout, you know the the, the concepts there. Let's bring it home. You know, but when you feel it, it's like man, that meat's thick and. Sometimes a couple of little parasites up in there, so it's, it's kind of a waste, you know. So think about that when you're yeah, catching these big fish. Stronger red, too. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah, redfish too, man. Like, see, if he's over 24 inches, let, let that dude swim, you know. So it's just, uh, yeah. it's hard. You know, you know, us, us coon asses down here catching filet. I get it. I've been there, been there, done it. Cleaned a lot of fish, man, but I'm just trying to help promote the conservation uh early in life with people because, like I said, you know, I, I say took a lot of fish out of these bodies. And I just know the importance of somebody got to start kind of really being conservation minded and just focus on the, the breeder stock and kind of let them swim. So, uh, but we'll, Tofu, you know what's you know what's going on right now, and I'm surprised you you don't talk more about it as much as you love to fl- throw a fly rod. The brim fishing is really on fire right now. Oh, you don't get out yeah. there with the fly rod with the popping bug and work over those goggle yeah. eyes and the and the bluegills and and yeah, yeah. And all no those little sunfish. That's well, a lot of fun. Yeah, it, it there's nothing more aggressive than you know since the the gagalai was some people know him as Warmouth. That's probably the real name for him. But mm-hmm. that little dude is so aggressive, and just like speckled trout, you can smell speckled trout. You can smell when them gagalai got a got a bed going on. You can smell it. So if you ever been out there, probably a few of y'all saying, yeah, I kind of know what you're talking about. You smell it a little sweet, kind of. Kind of just you can smell you know, kind of and, a and watermelon I, you smell yeah. yeah yeah it always goes back to the to the watermelon smell but uh, definitely you know if you're fishing up out there pay attention to your surroundings but like if that is the most aggressive fish he'll come out the water man and just hit that bait you know it's just unbelievable now, the reason I don't talk about it much now because I have no days off to go do them but uh, believe me the passion is there if you into fly fishing want to get into fly fishing fish perch first you know you'll always yeah. go back and, and so you I don't have to be good. You know, you could actually use a cane pole with a long piece of line and put a popping bug and go up underneath them willow trees and weigh them out. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, it's nothing like the sound of sweet music. You You don't have to look like you come out of Orvis catalog. You you don't have to to look like that. No, no, no doubt. But you out there on the bike, you hear the little sucking of a perch. You know it's on, man. So uh, listen for the sucking if you're out there hitting a freshwater the perch is cool man like they get a kid involved in that i mean my dad did it when i was a kid definitely on the uh out there on the pirog fly fishing is that something i always cherish and always go back to just throwing a fly rod like i said i don't know a little cypress by using stuff so uh y'all try it man but like i said uh yeah. i guess uh all the things i talk about guys is remember newonsfishing.com i can check us out there we got some some videos and pictures from this uh from this week's trip and uh, on Tuesday, remember, it's Tokyo Tuesday, where we kind of talk off the hip on uh, on different topics. So, uh, maybe we talk about fly fishing this week, huh? Maybe we try that, yeah, man. Talk, because, talk uh, about fly fishing for brim. That'd be a good topic yeah. to talk about. Oh, yeah, definitely. So y'all check it out. And remember, y'all want to give Joe Linda a holler, man, the 504-341-5614. She's going to be around because she had to go move a camper yesterday out of Robert. She said it was flooding. She had to go move a camper. So she'll be around. <laughs> She'll be around. She ain't going to campground next month, I guess. So uh, a lot of things happening, you know, a lot of things coming down the river, guys. So uh, yeah, be careful. I picked up some some pollen yesterday. High water right here in the bayou. I tied one off. So, I mean, there's stuff floating yeah. out there. So uh, be safe. Be safe for sure. Always good advice. Okay, so, Tom. Yeah. 
All right, guys. We'll catch you stay, out next Stay Saturday, dry. Man. Yes, yes sir. sir. Take it easy, man. Let's see. There he goes. Fly rod in hand, rod and reel, top water, frog and gig. Well, he does it all. He's our Louisiana man. Coming back after this. Okay, Alabama, get ready. Got some big news coming out of your state. We're going to talk to you about your speckled trout, your flounder, and your deer future right after this time out on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, we're hearing from some texters. Uh, Justin and Avery of Gentilly said the birds are active. His resident possum is there, and he's got some termites, too. I'm not welcome to see those guys. Uh, Got a good morning from uh, Alabama. (coughs) Excuse me, from Damon. He says this is his favorite two hours of the week. And then I got this one in from uh, Seth uh, with relation to the spring squirrel season. He says he's a longtime listener, first-time texter. He hunts in Jackson, Louisiana. He's had good luck during the May squirrel season. Uh, It's during one of the breeding periods, and there's more cover on the trees, so he usually uses the shotgun. But because it is breeding season where you find one, you usually find a few more. And it gives him a chance to do a little early scouting for deer. That's from Seth. Thank you for that text. And glad to hear somebody's taking advantage of uh, really an underutilized season, uh, spring squirrel season. All right, right after we pause 10 seconds, we got Alabama news coming at you with regard to speckled trout, flounder, and deer regulations changing in the state of Alabama right after we let our local stations tell you who they are and where they are along the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Well, if you've been following uh, the news in Alabama, uh, they, like Louisiana, has been suspected that their speckled trout and their flounder populations have been down. They have decided to take some action. Uh, They will be going to a slot limit on speckled trout where you will be able to keep fish between 15 and 22 inches. Now, you can keep one fish over the 22-inch. Before this, they had a, a minimum length size of 14 uh, redfish, which is 16 to 26, and they allow one to go over. It's similar to that. The bag limit, and this is probably the biggest news for speckled trout, will be reduced from its 10 fish per person per day to six fish. Six speckled trout will be the new limit. The flounder, which they actually believe to be in a little worse condition, goes from a 10 fish bag limit to five. Cut it in half. Minimum size increase from 12 to 14 inches total length. Now, one of the other things besides reducing the harvest uh, on flounder, they have a program where they're collecting brood stock, and this is already underway, and they're going to be trying to spawn these fish this winter. And if the flounder spawning is successful, the Marine Resources Division says that they could release between fifty and 60,000 juvenile flounder every year. And they're to be commended for that. I have never heard of a state doing stocking of flounder. Bass, yeah, striped bass, other species. But uh, flounder, hopefully they are successful and other states can emulate that. But anyway, that's the big news. Ten fish limit uh, on speckled trout will now be six. And you got a slot limit between 15 to 22. What do you Alabama fishermen think about that? You know, in Louisiana, whew, if they go from 25 to six, which... Could be a possibility. I'm predicting torches and, and pitchforks could come out. Now, Alabama deer hunters, this is something else. If you've been following Senate Bill 66 through the Alabama legislature, uh, hunters in Alabama, since uh, Governor Kay Ivey has signed this bill, will be able to hunt deer and feral hogs <clears throat> with bait on privately, land, privately owned land or leased lands. But you have to buy an annual bait privilege license which is issued by the state department that new license is fifteen dollars for resident individual hunters 
and $51 if you are a non-resident hunting deer in Louisiana. They're already available for sale. Uh, the, 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 the supplemental feeding program which they had uh, remains in place, but this one, uh, it's basically full-blown blading, similar to what we have here in Louisiana, and I'd like to hear from some of you Alabama listeners. How do you feel about that? Do you like the, the addition now of being able to use bait to attract pigs and deer? Or are you against that? Uh, I can tell you this. If it's legal and people in your area are doing it, almost out of self-defense, you're going to have to do it because, let me tell you, it does attract deer and other wildlife. All right, coming back after this, we're talking with Jeff Brule. Get us a freshwater fishing report. Seems like the saltwater stuff for speckled trout may be off with the opening of the Bonnie Carey Spillway for the second time, but as other species to target and also freshwater fishing in many areas is not only not affected, but in some places... It's enhanced. Back with Jeff's report right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Oh, we just heard from him. Let's talk to let's talk to Jeff Brule instead. Hey, Jeff, how you doing this morning? Uh, I believe we got Jeff there. You hear me, hey, Jeff? Yeah, you filling in for Tofield this morning? It sounds like. Yeah, it sounds like I don't have the plane though. I can't do the plane part of it. <laughs> no, but you got a frog. You're armed and dangerous with that frog. Tell us about your trip to Delacro this week. Yeah, I went down to Delacroix to get my frog on. It's uh, that time of year. It's it's you know, still a little bit early, maybe a little bit tough for that bite down there. But, you know, the weather wasn't ideal. It had some high winds and couldn't get into the main. <clears throat> the main lakes is kind of where the fish are. We fish around Batola and below Grand Lake in those areas. And uh, it was kind of muddy in some areas due to the wind. But you get off the main bayou, uh lake and got in a bayou and you found some clean water uh we got um some good bass strikes on frogs and then um, the reds hit the frogs too so that can be fun but again you have to go find the clean water but uh the, the tip of the week i guess is to go in a marsh because i've got some reports from bayou black and some other marsh areas that the bass fishing's been very very good um top waters poppers things like that I'm basically on the main bayou they're not spawning anymore they're out feeding on shad and other you know, Bram, if you can find a Bram bed, there'll be some big bass around that. But that's uh, producing numbers in the marsh, so that's the place to go. No doubt. Jeff, uh, you know, some people uh, make that adjustment from spinning reels to bait casters. Uh, some people grow up fishing with bait casters. But uh, it's kind of, I guess, the the end product of fishing when you can master the bait casting reel. And one of the hardest things to do is when you're fishing on a windy day, and the bait's blowing up against a bank or the way the water's moving, you just got to throw into the wind. That can be a problem, and people end up with what they call a bird nest. Tell us how to avoid that and get your bait casting reels adjusted properly. Yeah, windy days can make it hard. Like the other day was in Delacroix, we had to kind of get in the protected areas and throw back into the wind. With, and we were throwing frogs, and some, you know, those baits are kind of light and catch a lot of wind, so they'll have a tendency to make more backlashes. So, but, you know, for a right-handed guy, you know, right-handed reel, you got two knobs. The right the right knob adjusts the tension for the beginning of the cast. You know, when you make that hard turn <clears throat> with your arm and you throw that frog out, that's the, that's the right side. But the left side is for the end, and that's the brake system. And But, the, you know, the tip is when it's windy is to uh, tighten the right side down but open the left side. And what that does is it allows you to make a good hard cast and get the frog moving and the reel moving, but it also gives you enough tension that it won't 
continue to backlash because I've seen guys standing side by side with me and they backlash almost every time and I'm throwing it and I'm not getting any backlash and then you tell them you know turn turn your reels knobs and do this and it's over with once they get adjusted right now you have to kind of play with it to get it to where you want it and keep the backlashes out but uh, with the wind try opening up the left knob and tighten down the right knob sometimes that'll fix your problem. Sounds good. Jeff, we have got the information on uh, three, actually, the next weekend and the weekend after this, two tournaments that weekend for bass fishermen to pick from. Tell us about them. Uh, let's see. We got May 18th, got the Tiffany Thomas Memorial Bass Tournament. That's at North Pass, 110 per boat, safe light to, I think, 230. Then on May 25th, we got Aiden's Foundation of Hope. That's going to be the East Pearl launch, the way in at the Blind Tiger and Slidell. They hadn't announced the details on all the entry fees and all the other stuff, but we'll get that to you as soon as that comes out. Then May 26, Lunkers and Liars, that's going to be at Crawford Land, and that's a $50 entry fee. And uh, just the rivers, the rain, and all that's killing us. So we're on the freshwater side, uh, it's going to be tough on some of these tournaments. So if you can go and catch a nice bag somewhere, you might want to jump in because the weights have been down with all these muddy rivers on the North Shore, so they're not catching big bag like they were earlier in the year when the water was a little bit cleaner yeah well what you started off with is some good advice fish the marshes generally you're going to get some better luck in those marsh ponds and find some cleaner water jeff thanks for the report as always we appreciate it my friend all right thanks don see you next time Jeff's rule report, by the way, is brought to you by Berkeley. They're a division of pure fishing. You know, they got the Berkeley line of gulp baits, whether you're fishing sockelet, bass, inshore, offshore saltwater. Got a line for every fishing occasion, whether you use monofilament, braid, fluorocarbon, and thousands of fishing accessories from catfish flippers to hand scales to fillet knives. If it's for fishing, Berkeley's got it, a division of pure fishing. Back with the Grand Isle report, looking at the radar. No rain down there at the moment. Poor Shell Beach just got another pop-up storm. Back with Daryl Carpenter right after this. We're getting a lot of text messages in. Uh, some people in Alabama with some comments on the new laws there. We'll cover those in just a second. Also, some people from Texas notify me. They actually have a fish hatchery that they've been stocking flounder for the last year. I'm going to have to contact them and find out if they've got enough uh, data to see if it's been successful yet. Pretty interesting stuff. And also we're hearing from the Lafayette Yakka and Ann, the crabbing tomato lady. We'll get to those texts, but right now i got to get to Daryl Carpenter. He's sitting down there. Hopefully he's on Grand Isle this morning. And it uh, looks like the weather's clearing a little. I don't know if it's left with any residual winds and dirty water because that was some nasty stuff moved through along the coast earlier this morning. Daryl, what's the situation down there weather-wise? Ah, Don, everything's wet, but it's just from the humidity. Uh, we've been having a really, really big flood tides uh, with all this persistent south wind you're going to hear me complain about the weather but you're going to hear me talk about this wind it just needs to go away because uh you know we can we can we can deal with the rain coming every now and then it happens but this wind just needs to go man it's been all week we're flooding and it's keeping us from getting where we want to go so it's knocked our speckled trout catches down some but but even on the bad days you know if, if you're that good boat that, that sat down on top of them we're doing 30 40 so you know the one thing i got to say is Man, I, I hate it. I hate it for the campos and all, but apparently, like you said, it's pushed all those fish this way because we have been doing really, really well on speckled trout. So much so that the, the one day, the one day this past week, we had customers wanted to go do redfish. I'm like, red what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it, it's one of those things. It's like, wait, let me see if I remember where they should be this time of the year and how you fish them, because we have just been really doing the speckled trout. 
And and look, I know I know Alabama spurred this conversation this morning with you, but I was planning on telling you the one thing that I have seen, and and I've had, you know, my neighbors telling me the same thing. This is going to be our rebound year for the flounder. They're everywhere. Uh, we're we're starting to average two to three per trip. You know, just while we're while we're speckled trout fishing. Uh, he even yesterday, my neighbor went and pulled his trawl. He said he probably caught twenty or thirty small ones in his trawl that he was able to release. And that's something we haven't seen in a couple of years. So it looks like this year is going to be our flounder rebound year here in yeah, South Yeah, I'm hearing the same thing, Daryl. And that paddle palooza last weekend, God help those people that went out there. Luckily, nobody was injured. Uh, they had 36 flounders weighed in, and uh, that, yeah. that, that, that one particular participant knew about. So, yeah, it, it's a sign of, of better times for the flounder. They're starting to show up a little bit better. Um, you know, Alabama, they've done their research, and uh, wow. They think that uh, they were in real trouble over there, so they implemented these more stringent restrictions. And I'm glad to see they've got a, a spawning and stocking program going on, and now I'm finding out Texas has got one, too. Where are we at? You know, maybe we should start well, doing that, too. Yeah, and, and, you know, but, Don, I, I think this is one thing. This is one thing that we need to get into in that speckled trout conversation, and, and I think this flounder, you know, seeing the flounder come back, these other states that we're talking about, they don't have the estuary we have. So when we get hit, we get hit harder because we've got a vast, a, a larger area to get hit. But then when the rebound starts, because we have this vast estuary, our rebound seems to come a lot faster because you're going to have those fluctuations. But, you know, we've got – luckily we've still got enough of it that we've got a big enough estuary that always right. – um, I did hear some preliminary information out of Texas's hard, uh, hatchery a year or so ago that their concern with flounder was the was the water temperature. That when we had that slight uptick in water temperature, and it was it was strictly preliminary information with science. You've got to duplicate the information and so forth to make it worthwhile. But it was strictly preliminary, and they were saying that in that Texas hatchery. If they were using water, a natural water, out of the bayou, which was running about a degree and a half warmer than, than average, that all of their flounders were spawning as males. But when they made their own water and controlled the temperature, they got a good 50-50 spawn of male-female. And that was a little bit concerning, but I haven't heard the follow-up on it. I don't know if they were able to duplicate it or if that was just an anomaly. Mm-hmm. You know, one other thing I, I would have a little bit of concern about what, what Alabama did by raising the minimum size from 12 to 14 inches is the bigger flounder are all females. And if you raise the minimum size, then you turn the target towards the females. But, again, you're going to be releasing more of them because you're releasing the ones that are undersized. So I don't know if it's a, a fair enough trade off, and hopefully they've done enough research to come up with that. But uh, well, that was one You know what else that calls into question? What else that calls into question? And, and I don't know if Alabama does it, so I don't, I'm not in Alabama. But if they allow gigging, how you, you know, if, if you gig an undersized flounder, how you turn it loose? Well, that's kind of like the bow fishing for redfish thing. You got to, uh, you know, be on the safe side, err on the side of caution. Yeah. If it's close, you don't gig. Because yeah. if you get it going and you're in possession, you know, it's possession of the fish, not the gigging or the catching. If you got it, it's right. illegal. <clears throat> Darrell, we got to go. Tell people how to find you. Uh, Realscreamers.com or 225-937-6288. And our trout are still on shrimp, so come see us. and We got plenty of them. 
Good deal. Glad to hear the middle of the state's doing well. Yeah, areas affected by the Chafala and the Mississippi, not so much on speckled trout, but the other species are still there. All right, coming back after this, we still got the case of a creepy crabber to tell you about, a preview of Bayou Wild TV. Lots of text messages. Send us one at 870 Don't forget to cast your vote on turkey hunting. Go on my website, DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. We're back right after this pause on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.